0: father we are grateful use this moment use this moment to bring your name praise use this moment to glorify your name thankful for the worship team setting the stage for you to move in our lives now allow your word to equip us for the task you have at hand in jesus name we pray amen it's New Year, it's a new year, it's a new year, y'all. I know it's a few days ago that you was kicking it, celebrating, and uh, now the, the, the New Year's resolutions are flowing. You know it. You know, you know the top five resolutions, right? At least recorded from previous years. Top five New Year's resolutions. You got uh, number one, exercise and get into shape. Number two, diet and lose weight. Number three, save money number four eat healthier in general and then number five just something that's for self-care that's that's what's been recorded as they've done a bunch of different surveys over the past years but i snagged some off of twitter (laughs) i snagged some off of twitter and 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 this was off of a a larger list and i took a, a four that i liked it said um I'm a New Year's resolution. I'm going a, I'm to a start checking facts before sharing on social media. Mmm. I got one that says, uh, I'm going to start actually being honest and tweet what I really think, not just what I want. think people want to read. Uh-oh. I got one that says, I'm going to be more assertive, if that's okay with y'all. <laughs> And then lastly, uh, it says that I'm going to stop procrastinating uh, starting tomorrow. Fam, it's it's these New Year's resolutions. They they flow, and New Year's resolutions depend on how you define the term new. uh, Because for some of us, We've been kind of recycling that old one since 09 and just like put a new little package on it. But but sometimes new doesn't mean start from scratch. I mean, my wife sometimes will will have some leftovers. And before I know it, she's taken some leftovers and redone some things with that thing. And with her hands touch it, it's like a brand new meal. Or some of y'all go to the spot that I like most, which is the thrift store. And what one person saw as maybe ugly or they no longer liked it and saw it didn't have a purpose. When you get your hands on it and put it with your outfit and put your touch on it, now it's like a, uh, it, it has a new life. See, sometimes when you put something in the right hands, it can be reused and made new for a new purpose. Sometimes in the right hand, something used for one purpose can just take on a whole new life. Family, as we dive into God's word today, I want to look at how God's hands on our lives makes a whole new experience. God's hand on our lives can make things new. His presence creates a whole new experience. So we're going to look at three people today. And we're going to see how God's presence in their lives made things new. Turn with me first to Gideon. That's Judges chapter six. And y'all know Gideon has kind of been this dude that's been speaking in my heart over the past six months. And so probably every four weeks, I make a little mention of Gideon. We're going to start in verse 11. Judges chapter six, verse 11. It says, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizarite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And, and an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, o mighty man of valor. Gideon was uh, out threshing wheat, which is this process that's typically done outside. You got wheat and then you, you take a, a big stone and you allow the stone to, to crush it. And then what happens is the chaff that surrounds the wheat, the wind comes and blows it away. This is something that you do outside because you need the wind. It's something that you almost always do outside. But Gideon has this issue. Some people are oppressing his people. His people, the Israelites, have been very disobedient. God's allowed these Mennonites to come in. And and they are wreaking havoc. They have everybody shook. Gideon is scared. So Gideon is supposed to be outside. And you find him in a wine press room trying to separate wheat. From chaff. It would be like today. You know how in Detroit. We, we like to ride dirty. We like clean cars. We like nice cars. And we know that people like to steal nice cars. So it would be like you. Go put your car in the garage. Let down your garage door. And you start washing your car in the garage. He's, he, he's doing an act for outside. Inside. Because. Of fear. And and this this brother is so scared that the angel of the Lord comes in on this situation of Gideon at this point of being scared. And this this this. Angel speaks to him with a title with a with a with a name of man of valor almost saying mighty warrior and Gideon so scared that when he's referred to as a man of valor his response is say what excuse me look what 13 what he says and Gideon said to him please not not like humbly please it's almost like please <laughs> It's, it's this posture of of how could it be? What? I don't, I'm not even following. Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why then all this has happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and save israel from the hand of midian do not i send you do not i send you and he said to him please lord how can i save israel behold my clan is the weakest in manasseh and i say the least in my father's house all right what's going on y'all gideon has this experience while he's in the midst of fear where this angel comes to him. Angel says, hey, mighty man of valor, you can do this. I got something for you to do to save your people. And Gideon starts doing what? Listing all the reasons why it won't work. See, fear will tunnel vision you to only seeing the failures that are before you. Fear will stop you from believing that something good can come out, and you start listing all the negatives. He says, "Who, who? Are you talking about me, little, little old me, from 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 the from the least of the families? or our, our family? Ain't nobody asked you about your family, Gideon? Gideon? Now nah, he started all the Gilligan, Gideon. <laughs> he, he started listing his family is so poor, least of the of the of, of the tribes." But see, when we have God with us, the list can be long of why it won't work. But we only need one reason for why it will. Look at verse 16. And the Lord said to him, but I will be with you. But I will be with you. And you shall strike the Midianites as one man. I probably every five months, maybe three months, reference this Gideon dude because I keep seeing how fear cripples the church. And as we're talking about New Year's resolutions and starting new in 2021 and people are wanting a bit of a fresh start, I get it. I'm with it. You go for it. But let's look at some things that that maybe shouldn't be new starting from scratch. Let's look at some things that are hindering us from achieving what God has for us now. Let's look at some hurdles that maybe we could eliminate and let's start with fear. Let's start with fear. Fear that lets you only see what your demise will be. Fear that can shackle you and... Stop you from even dreaming. I uh, I, I'm I'm saddened at times because I watch what fear does. I've watched fear stop relationships and marriages from going deeper because of a a fear of being vulnerable and being hurt. I've watched fear damage people. Physically, where where it, it 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 causes stomach issues and ulcers, it it takes away brain space where where when you are scared and worried, it is tough to make a, a wise decision. It affects your ability to even remember things. Fear has damaging effects, not simply towards relationships or towards what God wants you to do, but also towards you internally some way. It impacts us. Some of us, it just freezes us and has us in this holding pattern where we're too scared to do something, but also too scared not to. And we just feel like frozen. Frozen. But but there's some 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 hope. You see, you don't need a laundry list of reasons why fears can be eliminated. Up, oh, let's move you from being the least of tribes to the best tribe. No, God doesn't do that. God simply says, "I will be with you." There's a, 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 a something I'm going to put in the chat that I want you guys to. To take a peek at later, there's a, uh, a list of 20 Christian women who shaped history and, uh, it's said of Rosa Parks that she was a seamstress, but she was a civil rights activist who became famous for her refusal to obey a bus driver's demand that she give up her seat to a white male. Her arrest for civil disobedience triggered the Montgomery bus boycott, which launched one of its organizers, Martin Luther King Jr., to the forefront of history. Here's what it says on on Crosswalk.com. It says in her book, Quiet Strength, Parks says this about how God helped her that fateful day she refused to give up her seat. She says, I felt the Lord would give me the strength to endure whatever I had to face. God did away with all my fear. It was time for someone to stand up or, in my case, sit down. And I refused to move. See, we 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 don't know what the implications will be. We don't know all the impact that we'll have. What we do know is that god with us we can be courageous and and cor- courage does not mean that you need to go do something big sometimes courage just means staying put courage might mean saying that small thing doing that small thing making that small choice that can have monumental impact in 2021 family i want to see Fear eliminated from our lives. Crazy. What do they call them? b big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But what would our church look like? What would our lives look like if fear didn't hinder us from being all that God wants us to, to be? And so whether Gideon or whether Rosa Now, neither of them were anything without the strength of God dwelling in them and his presence being with them. So I want to ask you something. I want to ask you and and this sermon, I'd love for you to have a pencil and paper. I should have said that early on. I know we don't even know what that is no more. Okay, pull up a document on your tablet uh, or on your phone, but don't lead a sermon. Stay here. Stay with me. I'm watching you. But but I'd love for you to respond to these things and at just the first impulse that comes to mind. If I wasn't scared, I would. If if fear didn't have an effect on me, I would. Or if I knew God's presence was with me, I would. Yeah, y'all. Dream, move it, identify what we're going to trust God for in 2021 that that might be hindering some of the great things that we can use to bring him glory. You might think it might be a small thing, but God can use it in some magnificent ways. We know this story of Gideon, and if you don't, uh, uh, I'm going to jump ahead. Uh, In in Judges 6, 23, uh, the Lord said to him, peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. And in Judges 7, 9, that same night, the Lord said to him, arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hands. God's presence with him gives Gideon victory. And so I want us, as we think about this new year, maybe don't start with something that's on. Or you can start with something that's brand new. But make sure you're addressing some of the previous things like fear. And let's make sure that that doesn't hinder us from what God would have. No fear in 2021. And so now we go to our next example. Our second figure is a man who's nameless. We actually know him by his actions more than we do even his name. Turn with me to Mark chapter five, and we're going to look at verses one through 20. And don't worry, I'm not going to read all of them, but I want you to have that context. Mark chapter five, verses one to 20, as we look at a man that's demon possessed. It seems that this example. That 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 previous one found a, 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 a man that that God came and met God came and met Gideon, found him. In his fear, this one is a little different. This one, actually, this man pursues and seeks out Jesus. So wherever you are, whether you are one that God is coming to meet through this sermon or you are one that knows you need to spend some time hungering and pursuing Christ. Let's connect with the Lord. Mark five, starting in verse one. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of uh, Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but the ret, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles into pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him night and day among the tombs and on the mountains. He was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. Fell down before him. There's this, this clear indication that, that this is now alone. He's alone because he's wreaked havoc in the lives of the people around him. He's wreaked so much havoc that even if you had something as strong as a shackle, he would break it. He's broken relationships. He's also caused grieving. They say he commentators say the context is one where he's removed himself and he's now off by himself because he has hurt damaged killed people in this process and so you find this man away but not only has he hurt others caused others pain verse 5 says he's cutting himself and so internally he's causing himself pain and you might be like pastor wait a minute this new year's how are you jumping towards a an, an, an illustration that uses a man that's demon possessed like we ain't coming into 2021 demon possessed you're right but some of us have some demonic tendencies demonic tendencies The, the demonic stuff is just a an angelic expression of evil and some of us have evil tendencies evil means immoral means not that of the Lord counter to the will of God counter to the order of God so we choose our own order we allow evil to be what we desire to manifest and so we have these evil expressions these demonic type expressions that can hurt people that can hurt ourselves. And in 2021, I'm asking God to give us wisdom to know how do we break those cycles. It's interesting that I see something that we 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 like diminish its impact. We call it selfishness, but it's but it's evil. I mean, I, I I listen to people, and 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 if you were to go to a restaurant and you said, hey, like, hey, I'm gonna go grab you some food to eat. What do you want? The person tells you what they want, and then you go and you just get them something different. I wanted a Big Mac meal. You come back with a fillet of fish. But 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 don't we do stuff like that all the time, where where instead of listening. And actually, hearing what might be a blessing to you, what might care for you, what might love you, what might help you feel cherished, we say we know what you really want, what you really need, and we'll just get what we think you. See, selfishness is evil. And there are far greater things that I could talk about that that damage and can destroy relationships and harm ourselves from, from drugs that we are chemically dependent on to, to adultery. But we don't need to go to the extremes. We can go to something like the evil of selfishness and see demonic tendencies that we don't want to bring with us into 2021 that we want to See, those shackles shattered. And so in verse seven. Says in crying out with a loud voice and he said, what have you what have you what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high? I adjure you by God. Do not torment me for he was saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit and and, uh, and and basically the next, you know, five verses, uh, Jesus speaks to this legion, this many, uh, demons that are in this man and says, Hey, jump out, get out of him. Go into those pigs and the pigs fall off. Uh, this, 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 uh, cliff and verse 15 says, and they came to Jesus. This is a community of people. Now came to Jesus and they saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion, who had had been demon-possessed. He's sitting there and he's clothed in his right mind. Now he's no longer jacking himself up. Now he's no longer a danger. Now people are no longer scared of him. Now he's in his right mind. But they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them had... And had what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs, and they began to beg Jesus to depart from the region. We're not going to focus on them. We're going to focus on him. Because in verse 18, it says, As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. Jesus, thank you for what you did for me. Let me roll with you. And Jesus, in that verse 19, And he did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Go home. Go back. Go to the relationships you destroyed. Go to those people that were grieving. Go to those folks that you have hurt. Go to those past people whose lives may have been destroyed. Go home. And when you go, proclaim. See, what does it look like in 2021 if we are not shackled by fear, but we also recognize that maybe there's some relationships that we need to go and restore. That that what would it look like if we said, no, I have not been who God has wanted me to be in this certain relationship. And now that God has touched my heart, worked in my life, moved in some great ways. I want to go home. I want to strengthen. I want to restore. I want to see these relationships have their fullest. Potential because I'm glorifying God and giving him honor for what he's done in me and now what he's going to do to repair and restore I love this example because it's a it's a beautiful reminder that there is no action that's too extreme for God to take and restore We don't know if the people started kicking in and skipping down the street with this man that was once demon possessed. What we do know is the posture of the man had changed. No, don't 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 wreak havoc. And then try to go somewhere new. Go back. Tell them about the God that has done a work in your life. Go back and show them a new person that has changed. Twenty twenty one, y'all. Let's let's live out what God has done in our lives, in the relationships that he has given us. Maybe it's not just about the new people. We're hoping for new friends, new professional opportunities, new. Maybe it's about restoring what he's given us. And so I ask you this simple question or these simple statements. Finish this for me like you did the last one. You got your pen and paper out, fam. All right. I would like God to remove the destructive pattern of. I would like God to remove the the evil pattern or the destructive pattern of. Doubt. Fear, anger. Low self-worth you you fill it in y'all. But let's flip it on the other side. Of once he's in our life, what it could look like, right? Jesus can strengthen me to heal, restore, or strengthen the relationship with and write somebody's name. Or write some people's names. Because maybe you didn't destroy a relationship, but maybe you know you've been holding back. Not not being what God wants you to be and you don't want. You want to you want relationships to meet their fullest potential in Christ. And so we started with Gideon helps us realize we move in fear out this year because God's presence is with us and his strength is with us and we got this because God got this. And we jump to this demon-possessed man who shows us that, that, that there is no wrong that's too great that God can't restore. And that with God, we can go back and care for broken relationships. Lastly, we jump to, to a brother named Peter. Turn with me to Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Luke chapter five, verses one through 11. Starting with verse one, on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he, which was Simon's. He asked him to put out a little from land and he sat down and talked to people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when you and when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were John, James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, and Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid for now on you will be catching men. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Peter was Peter. Back in the day, man, they would fish at night. That's when you caught the biggest amounts of fish so for Jesus to say hey go ahead and go fish go out deep and do it during the daytime they're looking at Jesus like what but if you say so God this is how we roll and we do it they pull up all of this fish Peter stops and begin to worship realizing that this is the Lord but I but I I, I bring this up because I I love that Peter meets Jesus doing his normal every day. He's a fisherman and he's going about his work fishing and Jesus comes across him and blesses his fishing ministry to the 10th to the exponential. I don't even know what that means to the exponential. Anyway, his, 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 they catch more fish fish in the daytime at the wrong time than they did at the nighttime at the right time. And, and, and we see what happens when God's hand and favor is upon something. Every year we get people that, that, that pray, Lord, I want to get a better job. I want to be able to have more money. Lord, I want my business to thrive and do this. Lord, I want this stability for my family. Lord, I want this. I want that. I want this. See, sometimes what God does is he meets you right where you are being faithful in what you're doing and he will bless it. He will bless it. Here's the question. If he blesses it, how will you respond? let's let's say you 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 do start that business this year, and it takes off like wildfire. Will you respond like Peter and let that lead you to worship or in twenty twenty one will we see less of you? y'all know I ain't about all that money and everything, but do you will you give even less times because now you're often kicking it traveling everywhere now will would we see less service of you because you've got so much more to do. Like, like, like fam, I love this expression of Peter is as a fisherman, God takes and takes this, this trade of fishing and says, I'm going to use that as a tool for glorifying my name. Favor is never to bring us attention or even for us to just floss and ball out. Favor is for glorifying God's name, even when it looks like it's for our gain. Give me let me give you a couple examples of this, and these are not my words. Um, I, I was did a bunch of searches and I don't know how I didn't copy over the website that I found this on. Um, but one of my searches was looking up like, um, um, like how God used people, uh, throughout the workplace. And I came across a few folks, sister Mary Kay, y'all know the, 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 uh, cosmetic stuff. Mary Kay Ash decided to retire in 1963 after she was overlooked for a promotion in favor of a man that she personally trained. There and then, she decided to write a book to help women in business. In 1963, she began Mary Kay Cosmetics with a $5,000 investment. The founding principle of her business and her golden rule is to allow women to advance by helping others to succeed. She advocated praising people all the way to their success or praising people to success was her slogan. But but her main slogan was God first family second, career third. And that expressed her belief that women in the company should maintain the proper balance in their lives. What what, what did that do to a a non-believer who's coming in, starting making all of this money and they get an opportunity now to ball out and then Mary Kay looks and says, "Uh uh-uh, God first, family second, business third even when you have the opportunity to make me a ton more money, uh uh-uh, God first, family second, business third. C.J. Walker, excuse me, Madam C.J. Walker, an American entrepreneur and philanthropist who who they say gave away two-thirds of her money. She was also regarded as the first self-made female African-American millionaire She was born in 1867. She started her own hair product line after having issue after issue after issue with with products. And I hear that there's a movie out. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I look forward to checking it out. She came out with her own product line in 1905 after suffering from scalp conditions that resulted in her hair loss, tenacity and perseverance, faith in God, belief in herself, quality products. Honest business dealings were the elements and strategies she prescribed for aspiring entrepreneurs who requested that to go from rags to riches. She she talks about her faith in God after many failures. She had failed marriages. Failed businesses. People looking down on her, but she believed that God was with her. And even until. When she was making millions of dollars. She still pointed people to God. You see, God can meet you where you are. You may think you need something totally new, a whole new lane to jump in. And God might say, I want to take what you are doing now and bless it. But what does that blessing mean? Does it mean that that you are going to glorify God even more? My children, watch a, 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 Uh, video game they play a video game and they watch on youtube people talking while they play video games it's the most crazy thing i ever understood i don't even get it you watching somebody else play don't you want to go play video anyway there's this guy that makes so much money so much money off of playing video games and people watching him and in the midst of it he Allows Jesus to be present. I don't even know this guy. I've watched maybe five minutes of it, y'all. My children will come downstairs like, yeah, and what's his name was talking about Jesus. I'm like, what? Like, fam, what, what, what will this New Year's resolution, this hope of of balling out a favor, what will it do for you? Will it bring you to the throne of God? Will it lead you like Peter to bow down and acknowledge this Lord? Or will it tempt you to do TED talks about how smart you were, how you figured out the system? Family, let's not let fear hinder us from some of the great things God wants to do. Let's not let broken relationships continue to, to fall to the wayside while we're so focused on what the new opportunities are that we don't. See that God wants some healing to take place. Let's make sure, family. That when God's favor falls upon us, that it falls upon us and gets expressed in the right way by magnifying his name. I'm excited for 2021. I'm excited for what God's going to continue to do in our family. But but it starts with something simple. It starts with accepting Christ into your heart. If you believe that there is was a, a, a long list of broken resolutions from past years and broken promises that you made to God of what you were going to do better and be better, but each of those promises without the Lord is, a, is an example of sin. You trying to do better in your own strength And not being able to and missing God's mark. God's desire. His desire is not that you walk perfectly and that you do everything. But his desire is that you would accept his love for you. Accept his desire to lead you. Accept his desire to guide you. See, that's step number one in 2021. If you don't know Jesus, step number one is accepting Christ. And in doing so, he provides new life. Not perfect in the sense that you're going to make all decisions right and do it all now and never make a have any pain. No. But what he says is in the midst of any challenge that comes forth like Gideon, I'll be with you. And so if you want to accept Christ into your heart and start new Simply pray this prayer with me. Lord, I realize I can't do it on my own. I realize that I sin against you. But God, you sent Jesus to deal with my sin. And I want to submit my ways, my leading my trying to you and i trust christ who died for me to lead me it's in jesus name we pray amen step one is accepting christ and believing that he has conquered sin and now lives Wanting to love you, guide you, and see you walk in newness. But accepting Christ is step one for the the new believer. Acting on what God has said is the step for the current believer. Acting in a manner where fear doesn't shackle us acting in a manner where we realize that one of the most beautiful things God has given us is fellowship. And in that, God's given us an opportunity for relationships to thrive. And so we want to invest in those, whether it's repair or strengthen those relationships. Let God use you. And then lastly, Family, God is wanting us to act in a way where we are faithful in where he's called us and excited to glorify him now, but also glorify him. If he takes things to the next level. I'm excited, fam, to see what God's going to do in this 2021 year. And I'm thankful that I get to serve with a body of people who love Jesus and who are on fire for Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Free us. No fear. No broken relationships. No success will stop us from glorifying you. We're excited, Lord, for what you would have for us in this new year. Even if trials come, even if challenges come. We can be courageous because we know your presence will be with us and that your hands are all over us. Thank you for making things new. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.